Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 773 Podcast. I am Andy Man X4. And today we're going to be talking about AEW Rampage and Dynamite. Um, before all that, uh, let's just talk about like what's going on, man. Um, I know recently the, uh, the new Batman movie just came out. Uh, looking forward to seeing it. Well, I don't know if I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, my wife has been pretty excited to see it. Um, myself, I'm actually more excited to for next month where uh, Morbius comes out. Uh, Sony's Pictures, uh, Morbius. Um, I'm, I, I like Batman. I'm cool with Batman. I've seen enough Batman, honest. To, but I'm hearing, I'm seeing so many, uh, so many good reviews about the movie. And again, my wife is uh, excited about the movie too. So that's, that's really a reason to get out there to the theaters and see it. Uh, I kind of want to wait until the thing has died down a little bit more until it gets more so into this like like how we see how we went to go see um how you went and saw um spider-man 3 uh no way home uh, we had kind of like the theater to ourselves when we saw that one so i'm kind of hoping for something i would like to have something similar to that um uh, but in a double feature type of deal we get all the bad stuff done batman and uh morbius which i'm looking forward to even though again it's it's the sony it's not it's not a marvel it's not marvel studios it's sony pictures and this is Jared Leto, and you, you don't, I don't think we've uh, jumped into uh, how things are with me and Jared Leto, but I'm not a fan of the guy, just not a fan of the guy. Um, so that's that. Um, other than that, uh, what else is going on this week? It's just, uh, again, AEW revolution happening. That right there, again, go out of your, you got you have to go out of your way to see that. That was an amazing, card it wasn't anything like it wasn't in my opinion it wasn't anything uh it wasn't like all in or double or nothing where the show was just like spectacular it wasn't they didn't have like i i compare revolution to the previous or to the previous preview that sticks out in my mind and that was the one where uh the young bucks went against uh when who did they go against they went against penta uh penta el zero uh, Miero and Ray Phoenix in that cage match. That right there, that match is going to be the match to... It's a it's a hard match to follow in, in my opinion, as far as uh, pay-per-views go. And I, and I hold that as AEW's measuring stick. Uh, it was just an amazing card that was. I believe it was, all, I believe it was double or nothing. Uh, it was just a really great card. And, I, and Revolution was no, was no like... It wasn't bad by any means. It wasn't subpar by any means. It just, it reached like, this is my 10 is, this is my 10 pay-per-view where Moxley and uh, where Miro loses his match, like loses against uh, Bryan, against Daniel Bryan, you know? Uh, this is my match where CM Punk comes back. This is my my event where Daniel Bryan shows. Or, or no, no, no. This is the this is the uh, this is where Daniel Bryan showed up and Adam Cole first showed up. Um, so these matches are like these moments are big. Uh, Penta, uh, Penta and Ray having that amazing match with the Young Bucks. That's for the tag team titles. That's where my measuring stick is. And Revolution was really good. It had like a lot of matches on the card. A lot of people. A lot of uh, great showings from new wrestlers, so that was cool. But we're not here to talk about the talk about just revolution. We're not talking about revolution. We're talking about what happened after revolution. And we are in. Um, we go down to Texas to Fort Mayor, 
And that's where we're going to be having a show for AEW Dynamite as well as AEW Rampage. Uh, and the match starts off with Eddie King. Well, the show starts off with Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho uh, standing in the ring. Or at least Chris Jericho, anyways. Chris Jericho standing in the ring. He calls out uh, Eddie Kingston. Uh, this is just basically after their match at, uh, at Revolution, where let it be known, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. So I hope you guys get a chance to check out Revolution, or this entices you to check out Revolution. Um, but Eddie King, uh, Kingston comes out to the ring. They're talking about how at the end, where Jericho didn't shake Kingston's hand, Kingston won the match. Uh, to the surprise of himself as well as a lot of fans in the audience uh, in attendance, but he won the match and Jericho still refused to shake his hand. And in my opinion, for this match, uh, for that match, it was supposed to be about like, if Jericho won, Jericho's like, you shake, you sh you win, I shake your hand because you beat me and I helped you uh, reach your full potential. You lose, I still shake your hand, but I tell you that you're not, like I show you once again, that you're not up to snuff. Simple as that. But Kingston and them, they go out there, they have a pretty decent promo, uh, you know, going about talking about respect until they shake hands and 2.0 comes out to the ring. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia run down to the ring and they start attacking Eddie Kingston. They throw Chris Jericho to the ground. They just start stomping a mud hole in Eddie Kingston. And but who comes out there for the save? None other than proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz. They come out with a bat and things change up. I mean, it was, again, this is, it's a simple, like, uh, to me, it was like, they, when I first saw this, I was watching and I've seen this, uh, I've seen each episode twice now. And the Jericho bit, I saw when it first happened, when 2.0 at first attacked Jericho, they threw him down, but they didn't really attack him. They just kind of like, you know, put the knee to the, like, put the knee to the temple, you know, kind of hold him in place. And they were just, the commentary team, uh, Excalibur, um, Excalibur and oh man, I'm sorry, uh, Jim Ross and uh, Tony Schiavone. That's who it is on the commentary team. Uh, they were talking about how Trish Jericho was just like you know, you know, holding on to the injury that he sustained during Revolution on that uh, on that that half and half suplex that he got at the beginning of the match, dropping right on his head. And trying to sell that, so Santino Ortiz come out and. After that, uh, they come down for the save, but that's where things get crazy because Jericho turns on Santana and Ortiz, hits Santana in the face with the bat, and that's a little like a little little nod to detail there. Uh, this is where this is just calls back to where Santana had talked, like when Santana and uh, Jericho were having their moment during the inner circle meeting uh emergency meeting and the ring where santana was like if it wasn't for ortiz i would have popped you i would have popped you a long time ago and jericho had no hesitation and smacking santana in the face with that bat but jay uh hager comes down he's like what the hell bro what are you doing jericho and jericho and jk is conflicted because jericho got him into aew but inner circle is his family who do i side with you side with Jericho. Come on. He's the influencer. He's the demo guy. He's the pain maker. You don't do, you don't turn your back on Chris Jericho. And so now uh, we reveal that CM Punk has, I mean, I see Punk. Chris Jericho has a new team. They call themselves the Jericho Appreciation Society. 
and that's exactly what we have now uh, in these in this new team of 2.0 Daniel Garcia uh, of two yeah of 2.0 and Daniel Garcia with Jake Hager and Chris Jericho they are known as the Jericho Appreciation Society Inner Circle is now dead uh, we move on uh, we get a brief uh, backstage promo or backstage uh, segment with CM Punk post match uh, with we get a oh wow amazingly enough we get a we get a I'm sorry we get a uh, AEW title match it is Dante Martin going against uh, of course the AEW world champion Adam Hangman Page and again pretty decent match uh, it's one of those things where it's like where the rankings matter and so this match has to happen and I just love they put a tag like they put a title match on television they put the same they put their title matches on television and Dante Martin you would you know you know Dante's not winning the match but ultimately Dante's putting on a great showing to show that he could still go uh yeah uh Dante's hidden like hidden uh missile drop kicks and you know Dante is really showing like I can go toe to toe with hangman Adam Page uh Adam didn't look like he was in trouble too many times out of the match he seemed pretty much in control Dante got an offense it did look you know it looked effective but ultimately hangman didn't look too like he never looked like he was going to lose the title um which is good for him it just makes him like it solidifies that hey i am a champion i deserve to be the champion i you know i have this main event spot i you know not main event spot but i have i have the title and there's a you know there's a reason to it um but it's the post-match stuff that had the post-match is where the angle really sets off and hangman wins with the uh with the buckshot lariat but after the match he dante's walking away and he calls dante back to the ring he's like dante you know you put up a hell of a fight and i noticed you're going after the tag team titles i know that's what your main you know goal here is with top flight but if for some reason you climb your way back like if you somehow climb your way back up the rankings you meet me here at the you know for a title match again you know, I'll be happy to, you know, I'll be happy to fight you. And that's just what you want to see. You want to see a baby face go against another baby face and, you know, still put him over and still, you know, show that he's still, you know, he's still a champion that's worthy of being in that spot. Um, after that, Adam Cole himself, Bebe, comes out to the ring. He says, hey, next week, you know, last uh, revolution, you won by a fluke. But at Dynamite next week, I challenge you to a six-man tag. You find two partners, any two partners of your choosing, and I'll choose my best friends, my tag team partners, the best tag team in the world. And I'll reveal that person later on tonight. Um, from there, uh, and that's just how that goes. Uh, and that's how they end that match. Later on, we get a recap of what happened with John Moxley and Daniel Bryan and how they had their match at Revolution and the return of the debut of William Regal. Uh, Regal. Uh, from there, we come back and we talk. Uh, we get into the match with Moxley and Brian versus the Wingman in uh, and, and JD Drake. Oh, they're not. They're not called the Wingman. Um, they're called the Workhorsemen. Uh, they went against uh, JD Drake and Anthony Freeman. Uh, they were a tag team in ROH or Ring of Honor, and they went by the name the Workhorsemen. 
Um, simple match. Uh, what came out of it? I mean, Moxley and Brian won, of course. But the thing that, that again, the, the post match where where we really get the story here of why these two have come together with Regal, or why Regal is here with these two. Uh, Regal gives a, uh, an inspired and like a very impassioned uh, uh, post match promo or post match uh, interview with Tony Schiavone. Uh, he basically explains that. John Moxley and Daniel Bryan are 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 essentially himself. Uh, Daniel Bryan being the perfect wrestler that you know that has all the technical skill, has all the in-ring knowledge, has how has all the all the tools to to make a great professional wrestler. Not just on the mat, but off the ropes. Great technicality, but also great in-ring skill. Um, and that's what Royal and Regal was, you know, had it not been for, you know, whatever, you know, for, for his, you know, as he says, his demons that, you know, stopped him from reaching that, you know, from reaching that kind of pinnacle. This Daniel Bryan is everything that Royal and Regal has, you know, has aspired to be and, you know, aspires other wrestlers to be. And he says that, you know, if it wasn't for Daniel Bryan, he wouldn't know, you know, Daniel Bryan's billing has always been that he's been trained by William Regal. And if it wasn't for that, William Regal feels he wouldn't be anywhere, you know? But he also appreciates John Moxley because John is the embodiment of his personal battles and how he overcame the, you know, overcame, you know, his demons of drug addiction and, you know, and, and alcohol. For John, it's alcoholism, but still he over, him overcoming this, shows like just is just the embodiment of what William Regal wished he could be and this is the perfect storm Mr. they call it he says that there's a there's a speculation that the scene's gonna be called the gentleman but I like the idea of them being like a, the perfect storm it is the perfect wrestler ver with the perfect like sh like psychology and, and and violence and John Moxley and the technical skill of of Brian Danielson together, the perfect storm with William Regal is just, mm, just screams butter, man. That's money. And if they want to be tagged, if they want to be a tag team, that's great. If they want to go for tag team gold, that's great. If they actually want to start recruiting people, that'd be so much sweeter. You let Moxley beat him up, you let Daniel Bryan train him, and then you have William Regal there to just make sure that, that goes, you know, that it all goes down according to plan. Amazing. Um, after that, uh, we have Dark Order uh, backstage with Hangman Adam Page. And if you didn't see Revolution, there's a part, there's a portion where, you know, the uh, Dark Order came out there for, you know, to, just to aid and support their, support their, you know, demand. And Adam pushed John Silver. And not cool, Adam. Not cool, man. Uh, we come back, you know, just, you know, they're hanging out backstage and Adam comes up to them. He's like, comes up to the order. He's like, I apologize. Hey guys, I'm sorry. Sorry about what happened. Got a little heated. All right. My bad. Um, but Johnny Hungy, he's like, it's cool, man. Whatever. I don't mind. But uh, I see you got that six man tag team match coming up next week. Who you going to pick from the dark order to be your friends? Adam's like, uh, sorry guys. Uh, I saw Jurassic Express in the back on the way here, and they didn't say if they wanted to be in the match. So I gave you know, all the tag team champions. So I thought, you know, maybe we should, you know, maybe we'll team up just for this one time deal. And, you know, it's cool, right? And 
Dark Order's like, yeah, it's all right. I, I get it. I understand. It's cool. Maybe I'll catch you on the next turnaround or whatever. It's cool, man. We're going to hang out over here now, though. Peace out. You guys, you hang out with Jurassic Express. How fun. But they didn't say that last part. It's just like Dark Order is okay with Adam being not a good friend. Their understanding of him not being a good friend because he doesn't understand how to be a good friend. So they're they're okay with it, but Adam just doesn't, you know, he just keeps messing up, man. He just keeps fucking it up. Like the Dark Order picked him up when he was at his lowest point, and now it's like he's slowly turning his back on him. I don't know. So uh next up we get a we get a match with uh Wheeler Yuta going against the Bastard Pack. Um this match was pretty simple. Uh you mean it was just a, a felt like a really like a filler match to be honest um yeah it went pretty like it went like a fairly like a regular tag like a regular single smash and go um what is it wheeler went for a springboard went for a top rope uh brain buster and it got reversed into a into the brutalizer submission and that's how he won by submission Next up, we get the backstage Cutler Cam with the Young Bucks, uh, Red Dragon, and Adam Cole standing dead center. Uh, he just wants to reveal, like, hey, for my tag team partners, I now that I know that you have your uh, dress express, Adam, my tag team partners are going to be my best friends. They've known me for years. They like to party. We've traveled up and down the roads together. And the Bucks are like, look, man, if it has anything to do with, with Adam Page, leave us out of it. We don't want anything to do with this. If it if it involves Adam. And Cole just looks at him like, whatever. I wasn't going to pick you guys anyways. Going with Dread Dragon. My real best friends. The people that don't try and poison me. And then there you go. So for Dynamite, we have Hangman Adam Page with Jurassic Express going up against Adam Cole, Bebe, and Red Dragon. Looking forward to that six, man. It's going to be dope. Um, after that, we're going to move on to the next backstage uh, segment where we get FTR talking with Tony Blanchard in the back. Uh, there's talk, uh, FTR is talking about how it's about their family. They, they, they wrestle for their families. They go after the gold for their families. And Tony's like, what about money? And FCR is like, F that, man. We're about family now. You're fired. And there you go. Tony Blanchard is no longer a member of FTR. He's a member of FTR. I don't know what that means for the pinnacle. I don't know if that means Tony Blanchard is out of the pinnacle or if he's just out of FTR's rings, you know, out of FCR's corner. But I would think Tony would be completely, if he's being removed from any member of the pinnacle, like if he's being removed from FTR, then that means he's being removed from the pinnacle. Because I don't think he's gonna hang. I don't think Tony's uh, Tony Blanchard's gonna hang out with Sean Spears or Wardlow. I don't see that happening. Um. So now we have the uh, the Andrade Hardy family office. They're finally having that board meeting they talked about for so long. Um, and this time, you know, they're just you know they're talking about. The losses. Andrade is fed up with the losses. You know, 
can't keep like even though it's Isaiah, Isaiah is the one who loses. But on but Matt Hardy keeps coming up with the match concept, so I suppose it's his fault too. Um, so they vote for a vote of confidence. They see, you know, whether or not he stay he should stay in if he should stay in the Andrade Hardy family office, even though the family office was made by Jeff Hardy to begin with. Getting kicked out of his own joint, essentially. Um, but yeah, that's what happens. They all like they take it to a vote, thumbs down from from Andrade and his uh, and his manager. But Matt Hardy's like, hey man, I got I got private party here. Private party is never gonna turn their back on me, boy. They're family. I built these boys. And as he turns, as Matt Hardy turns his back to talk to Andrade about how the private party would never turn their back on him private party and straight up Batista style thumbs up thumbs down and Andrade says you know it's in this business it's better to have somebody watch your back and then they start beating them down they jump private party jumps Matt Hardy from behind and they start taking the boots to him now the butcher and the blade I believe were out there too or at least the blade was out there and yeah they're just taking boots to him man taking boots to him but who comes out who comes out for the save? Sting and Darby Allen. Okay, that's cool. Still outnumbered because again, we got the butcher and you got Private Party out there. You got Andrade. Not enough people, man. Not enough people. Well, how about we add one more to the fold then? Jeff freaking Hardy is now all elite. Yes, right. You heard that right here, folks. Jeff freaking Hardy of the Hardy Boys Brother Nero himself is now back in the wrestling ring alongside his brother Matt Hardy the Hardy Boys are back boy get your get your finger guns in the air let's do 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 it's going hard man I loved it I've never seen Matt Hardy so happy like he's jumping in the ring hugging his brother you're finally here if you if anyone is uh, watching BTE um, they have been hinting at this for the longest in a beautiful and a really funny vignette about uh, describing Jeff Hardy's uh, run in with with uh, with what is it with drug with the, with his drug test. Um, he had been, according to uh, I hate to bring WWE into this, but it's like they were said he was acting erratically and they tried to test his pee. And when they test his pee, it came out positive and it, like it came out negative and they didn't want to tell him that his pee was negative. Cause he knew his pee was negative. They just like, hey, you want to be in a Hall of Fame instead of an apology? How about that? Can my brother, Jeff's like, can my brother come into the Hall of Fame with me? <laughs> we tested your pee, Jeff. We didn't test Matt's pee. Alright? So do you want the Hall of Fame or not? Clearly not, because we are now all elite. So uh after that. We have a backstage segment with Swerve, with Swerve Strickland, talking with, uh, just talking with Shoni Shivani, just saying, you know, hey, how does it feel to be all elite? And before he can get anything out, Tony Nese of all people, Tony freaking Nese of all people is the person that walks up and challenges him to his first match on AEW Rampage. So we're all gonna be having that, Tony Nese versus Isaiah, oh, not Isaiah, just Swerve Strickland on AEW Rampage uh, coming up. Looking forward to that match. Uh, looking forward to seeing Swerve 
he just has so much charisma. He just has so much like there's he says he has a he has a it factor. And I'm really looking forward to seeing like what Swerve can do outside of WWE management. I've seen some stuff on his Instagram like uh, uh from his Instagram about like you know he's from him after leaving uh WWE with Hit Row. He was still in the ring. He was still doing performance. He was still performing on the indies. And he was still having match, still having what looked to be really impressive matches, and now he's all elite. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the ring against Tony Nese. Um, so after that, we're gonna after that we're gonna take a brief break. Oh, because when we come back, we're talking about Warlow. All right, stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is I, Andy Man X4, and I just want to give you all a warm-hearted thank you from the 773 Podcast. We really appreciate you guys being continued listeners and for your continued support. So we'll do our best to give you all the most exciting wrestling news and weed reviews. Till then, let's get back to the action. And we back. Welcome back, you all, to the Seven Seven Tree Podcast. I am Andy Man X Four, and you know how we do up here in the Treehouse, y'all. Y'all gotta have a little bit of tree to get in. And today we are sipping on that soap. Uh, it has flavors of grapefruit. It's pretty flowery. It's also a little bit of taste of diesel in there. It's an indica hybrid, but it also gives you. Uh, it's not the kind of indica hybrid that'll leave you like kind of in the cut, like just restless on the couch you're actually pretty focused and able to do other things too uh you'll get a little bit giggly these are some of the side effects that i'm running down here uh you will be relaxed but again you will have the energy to still do stuff as well for me it's uh you also get hungry on this one and you get for me i got re i get really hungry on this one i you gotta have like the snacks lined up gotta have an 18 inch piece on deck uh, gotta have some wings on deck, gotta have some burgers in stock, gotta have some meat on deck, some chili, pasole, whatever it is, it has to, there has to be food around because this one is going to leave your fridge empty, I promise you. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's what we're doing today. I, it's, I like it. I enjoy it a lot. Um, one little, um, one little excerpt that I got here, uh, this is, I pulled this off of the Leafly app. Uh, one of the responders said, this is definitely a head high more than a body high. Uh, this also has a little, it's terpy, but not overpowering. Reminds them of a softer and sweeter, uh, a sweeter version of Sour Diesel, uh, mixed with Blue Dreams, which are two of my favorites also. Uh, Sour Diesel really leaves the breath funky afterwards, but Blue Dreams is one of my, is number three on my list is one of my favorite, uh, strains. I know every week, it, to me, it's just like every week it drops lower and lower down the down <laughs> down the list. But uh, Blue Dreams is definitely a, like one of my favorites. So to have notes of that in here as well is pretty dope. Um, also says that it has a the the high doesn't hit you too fast or too slow. Um, it's it's definitely some it's something of a creeper. Um, I usually uh, take it from, I usually use uh, my bong. So those rips, I feel it almost pretty, pretty spot on. 
for others like if i'm if i'm using like a smaller pipe or if i if i'm rolling it up then there's a chance of it being like uh being a like the, the high coming up a little bit slower but other than that it's it's peak performance for me um like i said it for me it leaves me i i, I get sleepy and re, like i get too relaxed and sleepy for maybe like two or three minutes and then right after i realized that hey you are not it is not time to be sleeping you are high right now i am on 10 but back to this um but that's just like what we're smoking on today i love to hear what you all are smoking go ahead and hit us up in the comments on the 773 podcast you guys already know how this works we're on spotify we're on uh apple music we're almost anywhere where you can find your uh where you can find your podcast so go ahead and look up 773 look for the three black dudes one of them is me can you figure out which one it is <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me know but before we get like again let's go ahead and get back into this show because we have a lot to cover still and we got rampage in the way so we get a uh in-ring promo from wardlow wardlow who turned his back on uh mjf at revolution handing the, dy- uh, the dynamite diamond ring over to cm punk and not MJF when called for. Uh, Warlow had a great showing on uh, Revolution. He also won the face of the uh, face of the Revolution turn uh, ladder match uh, ladder match tournament uh, and claimed a brass ring. So he's he's well on his way to becoming possibly the next uh, the next AEW TNT champion. Who knows? Uh, but really, Warlow just saying that he's done with the Pinnacle. He's done with Max. And when he gets his uh, match against Scorpio Sky, uh, when he gets his match against the, uh, I'm sorry, when he gets his match against the TNC champion, uh, Sammy Guevara or Scorpio Sky, he will not only claim the championship title, but he will also claim a contract and basically get himself out of the hands of MJF. Uh, next, we have Key, uh, QT Marshall and Keith Lee backstage. Uh, Keith Lee was once again trying to get his interview on with Tony, uh, with Tony Stefani. And in comes and in walks QT Marshall. And immediately, my first thought was, please, God, no. QT Marshall is, he brought up a good point uh, that he has, uh, that the factory has some problems with FTW, uh, yeah, with FTW uh, team ta- or Team Taz. And Keith Lee is starting to have some problems with the same, with, you know, with Team Taz as well, with Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. And maybe they should team up. And thankfully, Keith Lee is like, nah, I'm good. I got a huge, like, QC Marshall said, hey, we got your back. Keith Lee responds, my back is pretty big. I'm good. And so QT is like, yeah, you're going to regret that. So we're going to be seeing QT Marshall go against uh, Keith Lee on Rampage. Next, we have the tag team title match where Jurassic Express, another tag team title. We have another title match on television uh, where the acclaimed go against the tag team champions, Jurassic Express. Uh, crazy, like, weird thing. The ass boys are at ringside. They bought, they are, they are always at ringside. Uh, I love the acclaimed. Absolutely love the acclaimed. Uh, I love uh, Max Casters coming out to the ring each, uh, each, you know each entrance and dropping his uh his disc rap on the opposing team uh i love luchasaurus he's a fucking dinosaur what can't you love about a dinosaur that wrestles jungle boy's cool and all but he's not a fucking dinosaur you know you ever seen a dinosaur jump over goddamn top rope no you haven't until you watch luchasaurus do it but anyways they win the match uh the dress express hit the the 
move known as the Jurassic Express uh, on Max on Anthony Bowens and for good measures hits uh, Max Caster with a tail whip for the win. Next up, we have Jade Cargill going uh, backstage with a smart Mark Starlings, just asking who is next. They go over the uh, her performance against Ty Conti in a video package uh, against Ty Conti from Revolution. And now Jade is looking for who's going to be next 30. And she's 30 wins, bro. She is 30 wins in. Who is going to come in and take the title off of her? I was hoping it would be Serena Deeb. Um, I love the I, I like the idea that Serena Deeb could you know be a potential threat to Jay Cargill because she's still a fresh champion and she's still a green kind of green in the ring, but uh, Jay Cargill clearly just improves every single time she steps in between those ropes. And last night, well, last night showing at Revolution was no different. Ty Conti was did good. I mean, they're both improved wrestlers. But Jade showing like she really can go the distance and can really be a, like a solid champion. I love that she's like a homegrown talent here in AEW. She's learning the ropes from some of the best wrestlers in the business. Um, so then after that, we're gonna we just don't know who's gonna go who's gonna be next for her yet. Next we got Layla legit Layla Hirsch going to go against Thunder Rosa and and they're what they call a championship eliminator. Uh, basically saying uh, Thunder Rosa was the number one contender. Layla Hirsch is now uh, is also the well since losing since Thunder Rosa lost to uh, Dr. Britt Breaker DMD uh, at Revolution her number one contendership was in jeopardy and therefore Layla Hirsch number two uh, steps up and if she was able to beat Thunder Rosa She'd be the new number one. Thunder Rosa would be dropped down to number two. You, these are how the rankings work, basically. And so Thunder Rosa got the win. Uh, and it was announced that not only will she get a title match against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, on the next Dynamite, but it will be inside of a steel cage. This is important. Keep this in mind because uh, during the Revolution match, uh, Rebel and her and Dr. Britt Baker's other partner, Jamie Hayter, they kept interfering throughout the match. It really kind of like dampered, really not, not kind of, but very, very much so dampered the ending because there was just so much interference. So with that being said, now that there won't be any, any, any interference because of the cage, we may have finally uh, Thunder Rosa becoming the new AEW Women's Champion. Uh, what we next up? We have Britt Baker. She also like shortly after she responds to uh to the to the challenger and Thunder Rosa saying, "Hey, it's cool. I don't mind. I don't need Jamie. I don't need Rebel to beat you. I beat you already, and I can do it again. You beat like the only time Thunder Rosa has beaten uh Doctor Britt Baker has been in." that unsanctioned lights out match and by those rules the lights out match didn't even happen so i mean she's still undefeated against thunder rosa on paper finally we get the main event in a tnt title match sammy Guevara takes on scorpio sky 
this match here was dope. I like Scorpio Sky. Uh, Scorpio Sky goes into this match with an with a 364 day winning, well, non losing streak. Um, and that streak is what's important here. That's what it's all about. It is about the streak. And that's, I mean, the title is important too, but the streak of being through almost a full year of being undefeated is fucking dope. Uh, now, Sammy is in this match uh, right after Revolution. Revolution happens and the champions have, the champions in his shows have very little advantage. They go, they go from pay-per-view to TV show and they're still, you know, defending their titles. You got to be on guard 24 hours, you know, with this with this uh with this company and so sammy is already taped up as per usual because that nigga's ribs are always fucked up and this and tonight is no different the man goes the highlight of this match is where sammy goes for a 450 splash to scorpio sky who is on the outside he was going to put scorpio through the table with this 450 splash scorpio gets out of the way and sammy just obliterates the table i mean i'm like you might as well put c4 on the fucking table because that shit exploded all right once sammy made contact and then they spent the next moment like the next they spent the next 90 uh yeah the next 90 minutes um in picture in picture with sammy selling the injury uh mts referees coming out to check on him ty conti came out there to check on him uh, which is, I'm supposing, like, the this is also another highlight, I guess, is the debut of the relationship between Sammy and Ty. They're, it's being televised now. Uh, it's cool, I guess. I don't mind. It had no, I mean, it had some bearing on the overall story, but it's like her being out there, you know, it's, I mean, them bringing up their relationship together, yeah, it's okay, I guess. Um, we'll see where it goes. Uh, the match itself goes on for a while. We have, uh, since Scorpio Sky is out at, uh, is in the match, you have Dan Lambert with American Top, uh, American Top Team, uh, Top Team's, uh, Paige Van Zant. They're at, at ringside, her and her husband. And during the match, coming up to the closing, uh, closing up to, coming up to the closing events, Paige slaps or gets involved with Ty Conti. And this distracts the already injured Sammy Guevara, and which leads to Scorpio Sky hitting the TKO and winning the AEW TNT Championship. That's right, Scorpio Sky is now the new TNT Champion. It's going to be him, Scorpio Sky, versus Wardlow for the TNT title next week on rampage or i'm sorry on dynamite for these uh for a saint patrick's day slam don't miss it and that's and that's how the show goes off the air we have a new champion we had three title matches on this show uh and jurassic express versus versus the acclaimed uh the AEW champion adam page going against uh dante martin and here uh, Scorpio Sky taking on Sammy Guevara. It's, it was great. It was a stacked show. A lot of stuff is going on in the show. A lot of things are coming out of this show. A lot of things, uh, and we're closing up some stories with FCR and Tony Blanchard. We're closing the things up with the uh, Andrade family office. Um, we have Jeff Hardy now. 
we have Isaiah. We I keep wanting to call him Isaiah Swerve. We just have uh, we have Swerve Strickland uh, on the show now, and we got Keith fucking Lee, and we got again Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee, Swerve Scott, uh, Swerve Strickland. Money. Did I mention that Regal that William Regal is now a manager? This show is stacked, and we're gonna move straight into the next. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna move straight into the next one for Rampage because. We kick things off with Mark Quinn of Private Party taking on Darby Allen. This is our opening match. This is just more so to just put over like uh, this is more so advertising for what's coming up next, what's happening uh, throughout commentary. They're advertising the stories more so than the, the matches itself. The matches are happening, but there's not much story to them. It's just like this is Darby Allen and and uh, and Mark Quinn, they had that brief run-in last. Well, they had the brief run-in uh, on Dynamite when they when Sting and Allen ran down to, you know, protect Matt Hardy. So this is just like this is just progressing that, you know, progressing that uh, that story there. Um, Mark Quinn hits an insane. I love this move. It was a uh, Darby Allen went for the standing sunset uh, sunset flip for the uh, for the pen, and Darby Allen being the smaller competitor. So Mark Quinn, Mark Quinn is able to stand up and not only resist the sunset flip, but do a backflip into a knee drop into Darby Allen's chest. It was brutal to say the very least. Um, but it's nice to see Mark Quinn getting some uh, getting some offense, getting into a match in general. Uh, we don't see too much of Mark Quinn. We see more so. We've been seeing more so of uh, more so of, uh, of Isaiah Cassidy. Um, I'm hoping next week we see on Rampage either Isaiah taking on Sting or Andrade taking on Sting. That could be dope. Uh, we're definitely going to be building to the Private Party, uh, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Hardy Boys match at some point. But until then, I want to you know I want to see you know some of the other competitors involved in these matches. We might even see we might actually see Andrade. Well, we might we might actually see. Butcher and Blade go against the Hardys before we get to Private Party and the Hardys. We'll see. Uh, but next, post-match, we just see the AFO, Andrade Family Office, the Butcher, the Blade, the Bunny, um, along with Andrade, uh, come down to the ring to attack, to seemingly attack Darby Allen again. Uh, to, to, see, to seemingly attack Darby Allen and Sting again, who's at, Sting, who's at ringside. And we hear the Hardy Boys music. They come out and they basically scare off the entire family office. We don't see the family office leave, but we hear through comments everything. They run off. Uh, from there, we move on to Scorpio Sky in the back. Talk with Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert's talking at JoJo's typing up the match for uh, for Dynamite uh, for St. Patrick's Day Slam, where the Scorpio Sky will be taking on Wardlow for the TNT title. And we're just saying, we're just putting things into, into perspective. Although you see Scorpio Sky sporting one title, he's actually fighting for two titles. His undefeat his unlosing streak. And it's because it's not, he's not been, it's not that he's undefeated. He just hasn't lost. Um his uh his unlosing streak versus Wardlow. And his contract to possibly get out of the hands and get out of the cage that MJF has put him in. So that's uh, we get a video vignette of Malachi Black with the House of Black. They're talking about uh, someone 
not specifically anyone in Death Triangle, because they didn't mention anyone by name. They're just saying that they know somebody's secret. And therefore, they know their truth. From there, we move on to Jamie uh, Hayter taking on Mercedes Martinez. Um, this match here is uh, just putting the DMD against, um, you know, uh, Britt Breaker's uh, faction against the partner or friend of Thunder Rosa. Now, the another part of the story behind this match is that Britt Baker hired Mercedes Martinez and she didn't get the job done. She was supposed to take Thunder Rosa out with that lead pipe. She was supposed to take her out of the match so that Thunder Rosa would not be a competitor for her championship and she didn't get the job done. She signed a check. She paid Mercedes Martinez to do a job and she didn't do the job so she sends Jamie Hayter to fix her up, tune her up, to take her up to the woodshed. I like Jamie Hayter a lot. Jamie is an impressive competitor. She's she's almost as strong, I would say, as Chris Threat, uh, as Chris Statlander. Uh, but again, the match uh, centers around the centers more so around that Britt Baker and Rebel are getting involved in the match, which led to eventually uh, Jamie Hayter hitting her corner lair like coming uh, her explosive corner lariat onto Mercedes Martinez for the win. Uh, from there, we're going to move on uh, and take a small break. And then once we come back, we'll get into the rest of the show. Again, we got a lot to cover. Got a lot to cover. Stick around, guys. Don't go anywhere. We're right back. And we back. This is it, y'all. This is the conclusion of this spectacular Dynamite and AEW Rampage. I am Andy Man X4, and welcome back to the Treehouse as always. But here we go. Uh, we get back from a brief uh, commercial break to come back to Sheeta, who is talking about her how it was like being on the sidelines thanks to Serena Deeb and Serena Deeb's assault to her knee and her ankle and her leg and how she had to go to rehab and all she's been thinking about every day in rehab every day of recovery even in the shower all she's been thinking about is serena deeb and how she's gonna get back at her she says that even if you try to break her ankle again she is coming to take your head off and for me that's a that's good enough for me um i like serena deeb i like serena deeb a lot uh as an in-ring competitor i believe she's like the female version of of uh of daniel bryan which is which says a lot, like I, which says about, which says a lot about her style, which says a lot about her ability to not wrestle and be a tactician in the ring. I like, I love that style of chain wrestling, and she has that skill. And I, it's just something I don't see in women's wrestling a lot. So it's really nice to see that in her. I like the intensity that Sheeta carries with her to the ring. Have I seen these two actually go at it in the ring before? I did see their match, uh, their prior, their match prior, but it didn't go that long. And it ended up with uh, Sheeta taking an injury and having to be, you know, put on the show for, you know, for however long it's been now. Overall, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I'm excited to see Serenity even match. That's what it is. I'm excited to see Sheeta perform uh, and hopefully have time to perform uh, and tell the story of a blood feud that this match, uh, you know, a blood feud compa- uh, caliber match that this, that this uh, rivalry definitely has. So excited to see that. 
Um, next up, we got the the last two matches of the card uh, for Rampage. We got first Keith Lee taking on QT Marshall of the Factory. Uh, the Factory is at ringside. Eric Solo, uh, Big Nick uh, Cardano is also at uh, also at ringside during this match. Uh, it's really cool seeing Keith. Is I love seeing Keith Lee in a match. It's all about Keith Lee. Keith Lee is the perfect in ring pro wrestler. He has fl high flying. He has like he can leave his feet he can be a powerful person in the ring he could be a like he has charisma keith lee is the total package when it comes to professional wrestling i i'm just happy to see keith get a chance to perform at the at the caliber that i know he can free of the restraints that he used to have and it's just something i just i just really really enjoy seeing i didn't think it was going to happen i really didn't think it was going to happen for for keith lee to like you know to you know, be seen for me to be able to see Keith Lee on television. I know he's gonna always be a professional wrestler, but to see him in ring, to see him actually putting on these matches now, it's really, really spectacular. And I love to see it. Um, match ends after uh, Keith Lee hits QT Marshall with the uh, with the Big Bang catastrophe. Hit him with a couple of Grizzly Mag uh, Magnums too, which is also one of my favorite moves to see him do. Um, so yeah, uh, after the match though, uh, Eric Solo hopped on his back, tried to cause, you know, try and do an in-ring beat down on Keith Lee, uh, but he got tossed off his shoulder for his troubles. Uh, then big Nick Cardona got in the ring too, and that was dope. Uh, Nick's a big guy. Keith's a big guy, but Nick's a pretty big guy too. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so it was really nice seeing him uh, go at it and be like just the competitors that they were uh again matt big nick cardona ended up getting a power bomb for his troubles and eric solo took a beal outside of the ring for his uh for his uh troubles as well finally we get into the um the final oh yeah why am i getting i'm getting ahead of myself here i'm getting ahead of myself guys uh because i'm missing out on powerhouse hobbs coming out into the ring and not only coming down to the ring with ricky starks but delivering a earth shaking spine buster on Keith freaking Lee. Keith Lee is a big man. Powerhouse Hobbs is a big man. Keith Lee is a bigger man than Powerhouse Hobbs. And I get to see possibly the event of Powerhouse Hobbs going against Keith Lee one-on-one -on -one in the match. It's going to be dope. Um, finally, we get the main event. I told you there was a lot on this card, so I'm sorry that we have to speed through this. But we get the final card, uh, the final match of the card, which is Swerve Strickland taking on Tony Nese. Um, this match here just, it really favored uh, Tony Nese. Even though this is a debuting match for uh, for Swerve, Nice takes a lot of this match. Um, a lot of the offense goes to him. I mean, uh, Swerve finally got the victory after delivering the double foot stomp, which I'm hoping is not his finishing maneuver. But because, I mean, he went for this, uh, he was setting up to go for a rolling pay dirt that he eventually hit, but it only amounted to two count. Um, so what was all the point? You know, it was all the hype of like trying to get this move off. It only gets a two count. Whereas Tony Nice hits an amazing 450 splash. 450 splash hits all of it all of it it only gets a two count again this is a tony like the match itself seems to favor tony knees 
but eventually went on to, uh, to Swerve, which is cool. I want to see what Swerve can do because I, I I see Swerve has a he has an arsenal of, of maneuvers, and maybe we're just waiting for the right pay per view. Maybe we're waiting for the right opponent, but I'm still invested in Swerve because I know what Swerve can do, not based off of this match. We'll see. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for AEW Dynamite and for Rampage for this week. Uh, Dynamite next week has a huge St. Patrick's Day Slam card coming up. We're going to be seeing Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Thunder Rosa inside of a steel cage. No outside no outside interference by Jamie Hayter or by Rebel. Uh, we're going to also see John Moxley team with Brian Danielson once again with, Brian, uh, with William Regal at ringside. They'll be taking on uh, Wheeler Yuta and Chucky T of the uh, of Chaos. Fine, uh, we also be having a six man tag team trios match, a uh, tag team match between the uh, Jungle Jurassic Express and Adam Page will be teaming up to take on Adam Cole, Bebe, and Red Dragon. Uh, this is just for bragging rights. Um, after that, we're going to have what I believe will be the main event of the show. That'd be Wardlow taking on Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. It's going to be dope. We got the contract that Wardlow so desperately needs so he can get out of the hands of MJF. But we also have Scorpio Sky, who is currently the tag, the TNT champion, who is defending not only the title, but it's also his over 364-day winning, nor, or should I say non-losing streak. We'll see what happens next week on Dynamite. Um, so then, that's really what's going on this week. Um, I hope to see, outside of that, I'm hoping to see, maybe see a Batman. I don't know. Um, I'm looking to stream more. The uh, In case you guys haven't noticed, uh, WWE 2K22 has dropped um, for PlayStation 4 and 5 across all platforms. So definitely go ahead and pick that up. And I'll be streaming that some, at some point. Uh, be on the lookout for that. I'll be over there at uh, on twitch.tv.com at andymanx4. Also, be sure to check out our co-host, Rondo. Rondo! Over on Twitch as well. He's doing NBA 2K22. Uh, check him out there. Uh, also, check him on this uh, on this TikTok. Also goes by Ron Doe, not 23, but Rondo 1. All right. Until then, until next time, guys, smoke up, stay up, and see you guys at the treehouse next week. <laughs>